Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to a bonus episode of the Charger Football Podcast covering the upcoming game between Carroll Middle School and Maple Creek Middle School known as the Battle for the Boulder. This Charger Football Podcast is always hosted by Andy Dietrich with special guests this time, Carroll Middle School 8th grade football coach Dan Lestinsky and Maple Creek Middle School football 7th grade coach Matt Moats. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School and all of Northwest Allen County Schools. OPS, rethink your limits. Welcome everybody to this very special bonus episode of the Carroll Chargers football podcast. This episode will not feature Coach Dynan because we're going to talk about our feeder program, specifically the Carroll Middle School Chargers and the Maple Creek Middle School Bobcats. These are the two middle schools that feed into Carroll High School, and this is where our future Charger football players come from. And next week, they're going to have the game where they play each other, and that's always played on the varsity field at Carroll High School. And the name of this game is called the Battle for the Boulder. So let me introduce our two guests tonight. From Carroll Middle School, the eighth grade football coach, Dan Listinski, and from Maple Creek Middle School, seventh grade football coach, Matt Motes. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for having us on. Thanks for having us. First, I'd like to talk to Matt Moat, the seventh grade coach at Maple Creek Middle School. Matt, how many years have you been a football coach at Maple Creek? Uh, this is actually my seventh year at Maple Creek, and I coached one year at Carroll Middle. Uh, my first year teaching in the district, uh, I was actually teaching at Carroll Middle. And then uh, I came to Maple Creek the next year. So you have an interesting uh, viewpoint in this battle for the Boulder game because you've actually been a coach at both sides. That's right. And I was I was bad luck to both schools the first two years. Uh, I was at Carroll Middle and we lost to Maple Creek. And then my next year at Maple Creek, we lost to Carroll Middle. So uh, I think I was a part of the problem the first two years. Now, you guys are what I would consider in the middle part of our feeder system with the, uh, the Carroll Youth Football League being in the beginning part of it. And so, Matt, with you being the seventh grade coach, you're kind of the, the, the first really in the program coach that they get where you're having multiple players from the different youth football leagues or youth football teams being on the roster. So how do you go about kind of shaping a coherent team that's working together when this is maybe the first time that these kids have played with each other before? Well, a lot of it is the first couple days of practice. We really just kind of get everybody uh, into general conditioning. And then we start going through our basic formations. And we really First thing we look for, uh, you know, is, you know, skill, you know, who's going to be the best fit at this specific position. And then we look for, you know, just, just chemistry in general, you know, who, who works well together, you know, who's, you know, who's a really good communicator on the field. And so it's a work in process. And honestly, uh, it changes on a weekly basis, you know, you know, who we use at this position or who we use at that position. So at that age, yeah, when you get them in seventh grade, you still get the kids who, you know, they're chirping about, hey, I was on black this year or last year, or I was on green last year and, you know, we beat you guys and ha ha ha. So, you know, so they chirp at each other a little bit about that. But I mean, ultimately, they're ready to move on to the next phase of football. They're ready to play uh, either for Maple Creek or for Carroll Metal. 
Dan, you're the the eighth grade coach over at Carroll Middle, and that's kind of looked at as the primo coaching spot at each middle school as the eighth grade coach, because you do have the kids that are, they're bigger, they're stronger, they've grown, but you also have, I don't know if I'd call it pressure, but you do know that this eighth grade year is kind of important for these kids because within just one year, they're now playing for the Chargers. So how do you see that role being different than from what Matt has just described? Well, it's, it's really just trying to pick up from where our seventh grade staff left off. Uh, they do a great job. Tyler Neese, Chris Hicks, and, and Brian Shirk do a great job teaching those kids up and just build off the fundamentals and, and build an even more uh, solid, uh, fundamentally sound football players and, uh, and and trying to keep them invested in, in the Carroll football program and, and get them moving forward towards the high school uh, having a good year, creating those sound football players that can they can make an impact when they get into the high school. So, uh, just trying to keep everything as close as we can to the high school program, and and just making progress with them as football players, uh, having uh, moving forward. Now, what percentage of your eighth graders will move on and play freshman football next year on on kind of an average year? It, it varies from year to year. We try to keep it up around seventy five percent or so. I'd say uh, it, it varies. Um, you get a lot of kids; they just figured out by their eighth grade year and then they tried it out for two years and they just think maybe it's not for them. Uh, but I know last year we were really happy with the number of kids we were able to send up to the high school. But ideally, we, we kind of hope that the freshmen have somewhere near that 50 player mark between Carroll and, and Maple Creek. That's the number that I know Coach Dinan's looking for. And numbers have been a little bit lower lately. But, uh, you know, we're, we try to get everyone playing time, try to get them in there as much as we can and, and um, keep them in, enthusiastic about football and then hope that they end up playing for the high school next year. Uh, Matt, you're you're a seventh grade football coach, so you don't quite have that middle school pinnacle coaching job of an eighth grade coach. And, and you've been a seventh grade coach for a long time. So what has drawn you to work with seventh graders? I think it's the enthusiasm. Uh, and I think that enthusiasm translates into hard work and good effort. I actually teach sixth grade, and what I love about coaching seventh grade is I have a whole year in the sixth grade hall to get to know these kids and build relationships with them, get to know them, and remind them of the responsibility and remind them of the uh, the behavior expectations going forward if they want to play football at Maple Creek. But it, I think it's just overall the, the enthusiasm they bring to practice, the excitement they have about, hey, getting to wear their, their school uniform and play in front of their friends and their family. It's, it's just a lot of fun for me to watch as a coach. The first time they get to put on that Bobcat helmet is probably pretty special to those kids because as they were going through the youth league program, they may have had a neighbor or a brother who had played for Maple Creek. And they were they were jealous of that uniform because it just seemed like probably big time to them. Is that the impression you get from those kids? Definitely. When we do equipment handout at the end of their uh, sixth grade year, you can tell they're ready. They they're excited to be there. Uh, you know, they're they're talking to the coaches. They're you know, and they're introducing themselves. And and usually the behavior from that point forward towards the end of the year is is very good. You know, they're they're in line with what the expectations are. And at that point, they've bought in. Usually, we have a very very high percentage of our kids who go to camp over at the high school in July. And if we do. Uh, optional conditioning throughout the summer we usually have a pretty high volume of the kids who show up you know even if it means sacrificing part of their summer to be there so so they're very very excited uh so and 
and it's definitely something that they are fully committed to. That's awesome. Dan, being an eighth grade coach, I'm assuming you're drawn to eighth graders. So what What's drawn you to become an, an eighth grade football coach? Well, right away when I walked through the doors of Carroll Middle School, my first job was working with eighth graders, and I've, I've always predominantly taught eighth graders. And then for a couple of years, I went up to the high school and I worked worked with the high school staff as a defensive coach and special teams coordinator. And it was it was kind of interesting to put me in a unique position to see, you know, where ninth graders need to be coming in, uh, walking through the doors of Carroll High School. And then when an opportunity came up for me to go back down to the middle school and be the head coach. I went ahead, take the job, took that job, and uh, I've really enjoyed trying to fill that role uh, that Josh Klinkenbeer, the, the previous head coach, did of just getting those kids ready for the expectations of, of Carroll High School football. So I really enjoy uh, not only seeing the kids on the field, but in the classroom and trying to groom them, uh, not only as a football player, but as a student, student athlete that does a great job in the classroom, is a leader throughout our school, goes out on the field and, and executes there as well. Yeah, your insight of being part of the the high school football staff gives you an advantage of knowing where the kids need to be, and you you probably feel like you play an important role that's that's bringing them ready to the football program because you've been aware of it. And plus, and, and Matt, this probably goes for you too. You're seeing these kids come in as seventh graders, and you're doing your part in that seventh and eighth grade year. And then when you see those kids at seniors, probably got a really good feeling to see that you were a part in molding that football player and that young man. Absolutely. Just seeing them taking their first steps in the program at the middle school level um, and seeing all the learning experiences that they went through, uh, the good and the bad, it's, uh, it's, it's great to see the kids who persevered and, and stuck with it and, you know, went through uh, all the conditioning, all the two a days, and and going out and representing Carroll High School. It's it's I'm happy for them, and because they work hard and they deserve it. Yeah, if I could piggyback off that, I would love seeing the same thing. The kids that they worked hard, maybe didn't get much playing time in middle school, but they were, they really persevered. And if if any, if I've learned anything from watching Carroll football, it's that if you dedicate you know four years of your life in high school to working hard lifting weights, doing the right thing, you'll see results by the time you're a senior. We've seen a lot of kids that, that in the eighth grade just weren't quite physically ready to, to play on a regular basis. But by the time they're a senior, they're a starter and they're making a big impact on the field. Absolutely. I see that every Friday night. Every Friday night, there's some kid that I saw as a freshman that was you know kind of tiny, didn't play much. You know, Obviously, they grow over the four years. They hit the weight room and then by a senior – they're a stud, and it, that's really one of the funnest things to see in fo- in football. All right, so you guys have the battle for the boulder next week at Carroll High School. What does that mean to the kids in your program? And Matt, I'm going to let you go first on this one. Well, what it means to our kids, it, you know, it's a chance to compete. And I think ultimately that mentality, being competitive and being driven to win the game, I think ultimately that's going to help the program get better down the road. But what we teach the kids most importantly is we want them to be competitive. We want them to play hard. And yes, we want them to win. But also we want them to keep in mind that a couple of years from now, the guys across the field from them, they're going to be their teammates and they're going to rely on them. You know, they're going to be, they're going to come together, you know, as friends and as brothers to to play together at the high school. They're going to go through the conditioning together. They're going to go through the two-a-days together. So not only do they need to approach the game with in a competitive way, but they need to approach it with the utmost sportsmanship and the utmost respect for their opponents. 
Your turn, Dan. So yeah, uh, piggybacking off of what Coach Mo said, it's a great opportunity for kids in our community to come together. And we always look at it as kind of a brotherly rivalry. You know, you always want to compete against your brother. You always want to beat your brother when you're playing basketball, whatever. But at the end of the day, you're still brothers, still love each other. And it, it's there's never any bad blood at the end of it. So we come together as a community. It's a great opportunity to, to get together at the high school field and uh, just show each other, showcase the future of Carroll, uh, or Carroll High School Athletics. So when I was a classroom teacher and my son, my oldest son was playing football for Carroll Middle, the battle for the Boulder game was always on the same night of the Carroll High School open house. So I never got to go to the game the two years that he played, but I hear great things about it. I'm assuming the crowd is really big and that's probably a thrill for the kids that play in the game. So can can you kind of give the listeners a, a feel for what it's actually like being on that field, on the high school field, as a middle school kid, playing in front of the whole community? And Matt, you can go first. I think once uh, we once we start going through warmups, the kids they they're a little nervous. I think it's their first opportunity to play on the high school field, and you know they want to impress, they want to do well, uh, you know they want to make an impact. Um, so nerves usually kind of take take hold for the first couple of series. And but I think as the game progresses, uh, once they get used to everything, I think they relax and they start focusing on executing and having a good game and you know doing their responsibilities. So um, actually, during the school day, usually they're they're super excited about wearing a shirt and tie. We usually make them dress up. No, they're not at all. But usually they're pretty calm. Uh, usually we just tell them to go to school, get their homework done, go to class, and just you know be good representatives of Maple Creek. And then uh, once we go over and start getting ready for the game, pretty much uh, they're excited. They, you know, they're like I said, they're they're very enthusiastic and they're ready to make an impact. So Dan, you're the eighth grade coach, and my guess is the game has a little bit of a different feel for you because. As an eighth grader, this is the last Battle of the Boulder game that the kids are going to play in. So therefore, it's the last game between the two schools for that group of kids to have bragging rights. So is there a different tone, a different feel during the eighth grade game? Yeah, there is a little different tone. But first of all, you know, it's, it's the battle for the boulder. But I, I believe the eighth grade is the only level that plays for the actual boulder. We actually have a, a half blue, half green boulder with all the, the scores from all the years and the, the different outcomes. So the eighth graders are the ones playing for that boulder. The seventh grade, they're, you know, they're getting ready to play for it the next year and it's still a rivalry game. But the actual trophy goes to the winner of the eighth grade game. So that, that's a big moment for those eighth graders because this is really their one shot to, to literally leave their mark on the boulder for their for their entire lives so yeah there's a little extra tendency there there's a little extra excitement when it comes to when it comes to the boulder game for them and you know you can sense it you can sense in the pregame you can sense it when they look around they see the biggest crowd they've ever seen before it's probably uh, almost two to three times the size of what they're used to they get real pumped up and and when you do or if you can win that boulder man it's it's a big celebration for those kids you can tell you can see it in their eyes when they carry that over to their sideline and they hoist it up they're, they're excited. They're pumped up that they had that the opportunity to leave that mark on this great rivalry. What kind of support do both middle schools get from the high school staff? So we've got a great relationship with the high school staff. Like I said earlier, I've, I've worked with them for four years. And I know that literally any member of the high school staff is a text message away. And they'll respond and give me anything I need. I could ask for, you know, how do you work this play? Um, you know, what do you call this formation? And we, and we try to do a good job of, of staying 
keeping our offense and defense as closely attached to what the high school does as we can. But they're, they've been fantastic. Anything we need, they, they go out of their way to get it for us. Uh, they put on a camp in the summer that's, that's great for our kids. Uh, it's, it's full pads. We get to compete against each other and compete against the Maple, uh, Maple Creek kids. So they do a great job coaching up our kids. Our kids get to see an example of kind of what a, what a high school practice looks like. But yeah, I'd, I'd say the, the most advantageous thing for us is just the, the connection we have with the coaches. I know uh, Coach Joe Rudolph up at the high school, I text him all the time asking him questions about defense and how would you do this, how would you do that. So all those guys are a great resource. And just anytime we need anything, they go out of their way to get it for us. I think Danny nailed it. I think um, Coach Lestinsky nailed it. Um, it's been great to go to camp and see uh, the high school coaches install certain plays, especially on offense, and uh, have the opportunity to, to, to talk to them and uh, get advice from them on how to run certain plays. And they've always been very open when I've reached out to them, either by email or by text, uh, as far as you know, helping us by uh, sending us playbooks or uh, sending us any anything they have drawn up. Coach Poppy sent me some really great pass plays that he had that have been really helpful to our kids. Even at the seventh grade level, we've uh, implemented them at a level and at a pace that seventh graders can, can adapt to. So they've been great to us and always very open to uh, us reaching out to them. Actually, one, one of my first years coaching, I was coaching special teams and Coach Lestensky was still at the high school and he was always very open to uh, helping me out with any questions I had on how to do kick returns or kickoffs. So the high school has always been great to us in terms of uh, helping us develop our kids. All right, Matt, the next question is for you and this will be our kind of our final question of the evening. What has been your best memory of the battle for the Boulder game? I would probably have to say my first year as head coach, I think just be, and it was our first game of the year. And so it was my first game as a head coach, it was first game of the year. And I really just wanted the kids to go out there and play well. And first game of the year is always organized chaos. And it's, you know, it's one of those uh, situations where everything looks good at practice. Now let's implement it in the game and let's see how we really do and how we really look. I, it was just, I, I just had tunnel vision that whole game, just, you know, focused on, you know, everything that was going on. And I really, it was probably about a minute and a half left in the fourth quarter where I finally just kind of took off the tunnel vision and relaxed. And I was like, okay, wow, this is, this is a really fun game. So I think it was just that first year as a head coach, I think, uh, it, it was a lot of fun to see the kids go out there and play as well as they did. Dan, what's your best memory of the Battle for the Boulder game? I'd have to say my first year as well, actually. My first year as a head coach, uh, we had a little adversity right off the bat. We lost our best player to a season-ending injury right off the bat. And uh, uh, you're never quite sure how a team's going to respond after that. And we got off to a rough start. I think we lost our first game. And we turned around right away, and we have to play the Boulder game against a really good Maple Creek team. And we went out there, and I, I think we uh, – we shocked ourselves a little bit and shocked them and, and pulled out a victory the very first time. And, you know, it's great to see some of those kids, a lot of them are juniors right now and making contributions to the high school team. And I always, that, that class has a special place in my heart because they, they persevered through so much adversity and they, they worked so incredibly hard and they did a great job. And it was just great to see them rewarded for all their hard work by getting to put their, uh, their year and their final score on the boulder. Dan, I know you were on the high school staff, and I know that means that you've spent some time with Coach Potter, and nobody is more Charger blue than white than Coach Potter. So what is your favorite 
Coach Potter story about the Boulder game? This is kind of interesting. I don't know if it's the Boulder game, but I'll, I'll never forget. I think my first year on staff, we sat down for breakfast one day, and I got probably a 45-minute lecture on the history of Carroll football. And, and part of that uh, went back to, I think, in the 70s, there was a junior high game. It wasn't middle school back then. It would have been junior high. And I, I, I can't remember the two schools, but I think it was Huntertown and, and, and Perry Hill used to play each other. And he said that that game, once again, it was, it was played at the high school. And he said that game was a rivalry to the point where they had to set up concession stands on different sides of the field because you weren't allowed to cross over to the other side because there might be trouble. So it was a heated game. And it's just it's interesting to hear that, that kind of that history of the, the Carroll football program. And it's good to, in a way, good to see how far we've come to where it's more of a friendly rivalry versus a, something a little more cutthroat. But uh, yeah, Coach Potter's got, he's, he's, if you got time, I'm sure everyone that's listening to this podcast knows Coach Potter. So uh, if you got some time, sit down and talk with him, and he'll give you a lesson in uh, the history of Carroll football. We might have to have a special Jim Potter episode and let him just spin yarns the whole time. Oh, he's he's got some great stories for you, I guarantee you. I think you'd have a lot of listeners for that. That would be a great one. Absolutely. My dad actually went to high school. Uh, my dad was the last graduating class from Huntertown, and uh, you know it was it's amazing how even so many years later, Jim has stories about my dad and my uncle and my aunts who went to Huntertown and Carroll High School with them. And um, so it's always fun to hear that from somebody else's perspective, especially somebody as well-respected as Jim. Jim Potter's the absolute best. That guy is the absolute best. Well, fellas, I'm so excited that we got to have this episode. And I, I learned some stuff about the Boulder game because, again, as I told you, when my son was playing, I wasn't able to come to those games. This is the only game each year that I couldn't see because I had some some work-related duties to deal with. So once again, thank you for taking time out and talking to us. And good luck in the Boulder game next week. All right. Thanks for having us on. Thanks, Andy. We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubyhusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding, who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County schools. Go where the Chargers go. So you guys think about your answers and I'll try to say something that's coherent and it's semi-intelligent.